Well, what is going on, everybody? Welcome into the Hump Day Hotline on the Buffalo Rumblings Vodcast Network. My name is Joe Miller. I'm co-host of the show. That over there is Jay Spencer King. You're laughing at something. Hey. No, because because I'm just, last week when you I think you texted me or we talked Vodcast, afterwards. And you're, yeah. So now you're like vodcast. So I'm like, well, go ahead. My bad. My bad. I jacked it up on Sunday. Sunday I did it wrong. I was like, wait a minute. I renamed this thing. Oh, welcome everybody into the show. I I think the Hump Day Hotline is back for a definite period of time whether or not we might take a break in the summer we'll see but uh you know when it's basically nfl barren barren land but what a day to come back this wasn't this was this is, we are we are not back because of that guy behind me and what you're wearing this was just yeah. beautiful coincidence i don't even know what to say yeah, I just wanted off until April. So like, so you know, to come back the first Tuesday in April, this is like, okay, let's do this. So Stefan Diggs. So clearly, Steph, you and Steph are bros now. So he waited. He waited Brandon until. He, yeah. <laughs> Diggs was like, I, you know, can we not announce that until Jay Spence comes back? Gotta uh, wait. Gotta wait for Spence. He's got a lot going on in February and March. We want to wait until April. <laughs> so good luck, Steph, and good luck, Brandon. I appreciate that. Yeah, that was awful nice of him. So I don't know. Poyer apparently is getting you to hook up all over the place. But uh, how you feeling? How was how's uh, how's the day treat? You woke up to that news. I was at the gym when it dropped. Uh, we have the NFL Network on it. STA Performance and Elma. And I was like, you've got to be kidding me. And like me, Jake Podger, who's also a, a podcaster and some other guys were just like, the, the workout stopped. We were standing in front of the television. You woke up to it. Yeah. And it's crazy. Like last night on, on uh code of conduct, I spoke about it prior, like at the, at the top of the show, I was just talking about how, you know, like we listened to a lot of rumors and everybody was talking about how, you know, Stefan Diggs is probably, uh, you know, some were saying like, if you look at what he did in, Minnesota, he's a diva, and this, that, and the mm. third. And I'm like, look, I'm like, I can promise you. I'm like, it might not happen today, might not happen tomorrow, <laughs> but I can promise you Diggs is going to be a Bills uh, a Bills player for a long time to come. And then I wake up, you know, out here I wake up, it's like 5, maybe 5.30. Wake up, the news is, like, as soon as I pick up my phone to look at Twitter, like, that's what everybody's talking about. And I'm like, yep. holy smokes. <laughs> holy smokes. What? happened right so uh ladies and gentlemen you are tuned into the hump day hotline on the buffalo rumblings vodcast network uh we are super chat live and if you could do us a favor whatever platform you're on please subscribe and hump that like button so carmen paid and plays says uh you guys made bills mafia wait until you were back to extend digs this is entirely your fault i'll take that blame all day long yeah um chris janky yeah. the real chris janky says that uh steph waited until my birthday well that was awful hey. nice of him <laughs> Happy birthday. Happy <laughs> and birthday. And he said, what a birthday. He said he woke up to it, too. What a happy. What You open your birthday eyes to find out that uh, Stefan Diggs signed a deal. And, I, and I'll, I'll scroll it in the banner. As per Adam Schefter, Bill's reached an agreement with wide receiver Stefan Diggs on a four-year, $104 million extension that includes, seven, includes $70 million guaranteed. Sources tell ESPN. Deal ties Diggs to Buffalo. For six more years. That was my thing uh, that I was not concerned, but that was the thing that I was wondering about this morning when it was the first announced. Is it just two years? Because he had two left. So I was like, is it two right. or is it like, so is it four or is it six? It's six more years at $124.1 million with the intent. I love this. The intent from both sides to have him retire in Buffalo. Goose. Can we just, can we just say, um, you know, just, just for the record, we need OGMs to stop speaking about <laughs> X's. Can I just can I just start by saying that? Like the contract is great. I think I don't I'm not gonna say Brandon Bean is petty enough to only do this because you know, because of what so. the report was. <laughs> but first of all, like just just leave 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 his name, leave my team's name out your mouth. Mm -hmm. And then so now we're here. You're right. So six years, and then there's intention from Stefan Diggs to retire a Buffalo Bill. And I, I tweeted something earlier, and I'm just like, you know, what a time to be a Bills fan. And I know it's like the simple, it's the most simple statement to make. It's the most, you know, at, at the, the bare minimum of, of deep thoughts. It's mm -hmm. like, what a time to be a Bills fan. But like when you really sit back and think about it, um, now I feel like I'm ready to really dig into what you were trying to trying to say two years ago wildest dreams like now to me is wildest <laughs> dreams going. well no i mean because think about it like it, like two years ago 
yeah, Josh became this quarterback that we didn't anticipate. Like right, it's right. like, whoa, who where the heck? We got digs, and then the defense started to play better. You know, so it's like, okay, yeah. this is why his dreams land. We're good. Dude, we got Von Miller who Von chose Miller. to come here from the Super Bowl winning Los Angeles Rams. Who like he him left back. who wanted, who wanted him, him. Yeah. He let he chose us over the team that just won the Super Bowl. Von Miller. Right. And then you're talking about Diggs saying, I want to retire here. You know, like, this is cool, man. This is the greatest thing in the world. I love my quarterback. Then you turn on uh, Good Morning Football all week. And then you have one yeah, of finished. our players on there all week just talking about Josh Allen and talking about the Bills. And everybody's in love with the t- It's like, dude, what the heck is going on? We're, we're favored. Not like third favorite, not like fringe fourth favorite. We're favorite to win the AFC. <laughs> right. We haven't even had the draft yet. Right, right. We're gonna talk about that in a bit too. No, it's um I don't even I don't even I mean it's it's it, as much as Wildest Dreamsland was coined, and I don't remember how I even coined it. I coined that phrase. Was it in 20 or it was in 20, right? 2020? Mm-hmm. Two seasons ago, yep it seems beyond it for me because I've kind of lived in that space for so long. This is like wildest dreams land plus or, or wildest dreams land 2.0. Stefan Diggs is, is an incredible receiver. He is going to retire. I mean, if, if he does get the opportunity to retire a Buffalo bill, and we can probably talk about that on the show. You know, he has been extremely productive. We talked about, I think, I I believe you and I talked about it uh, a couple weeks ago when we were on, you know, his first season in the NFL, uh, you know, he was, he had, what was it? Uh, I'm looking at it right here. He had 720 yards receiving 903 his second year, 849 his third year, both year are all three of those years he was injured. And then he had 4,000 yard seasons in a row. One with Minnesota, three with the bills, you know, or I'm sorry, two of Minnesota, two of the bills, one of those at 1535. He's going to be 29 this season during the season. So that's why the whole conversation about retirement talk is in there. So you're talking about him retiring at what's that 35, which is, I mean, for a productive receiver, that's old. I mean, Emmanuel Sanders is, you know, he's not the Emmanuel Sanders from when he was 20, you know, 20 years old. Regardless of all that, he's going to retire. If he does retire a Buffalo Bill as one of the greatest Buffalo Bills to ever play, you know, to, to don the uniform along with, probably the greatest and like quarterback to don the uniform who potentially at this point in time could be one of the greatest quarterbacks to play in the NFL in Josh Allen. You wonder you, all you can do is sit here while the streams land 2.0, sit here and wonder, you know, how many Super Bowls? I mean, is there a Super Bowl in their future? You think so. And is there more than one, right? I mean, it's just, and what Brandon Bean is doing is just stupid. It's well, just, you know what I said, you know, I, I've, I've, I'm on the record for saying, I'm standing by this take, you know, the Buffalo Bills are going to win a Super Bowl. I, yeah. I can't, you know. Well, Emmanuel like Sanders I, said that too. Emmanuel Sanders told Josh Allen, you know, don't worry about me. You guys are going to win a Super Bowl. And you see what Vaughn said. Uh, you know, whether I come or not, you guys are all you, like, you know, you're going to win a Super Bowl, whether it's with me or not. I want to be a part of the ride. Right, so it's right. like when you have guys of that caliber and you have guys of or just around the league, the caliber of the guys that we're hearing this stuff from. Bro, when I tell you, I haven't been this confident about anything since LeBron James. When I said Bron gonna win another championship for the mm-hmm. Lakers, right, right, got it in the bubble. That that's where I'm at, and that's you know, like I said, I don't know if it's now. I don't know if it's you know. I hope it's this year because this is gonna be in Phoenix. I would absolutely love it. Uh, we got a, our first super chat of the night. Said I need reservations to Big Baller Brandon Beans Buffalo Bills Buffalo Stand Bistro and Brewery. Well, <laughs> I'm sorry, all the beats. The alliteration is killing me. Alliteration aside, <laughs> <laughs> this is our reality. Just months after our halftime freakout in Tampa, great offseason, wonderful offseason. Shout out to paid in place, but wonderful offseason. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, I don't, I don't even. I mean, I, I, I'm. I'm glad I was busy today. That's all I can say. I, you know, I'm transitioning work. I'm transitioning jobs, which you know about. And I, I was incredibly busy and stressed just trying to button up one job and getting ready for another job. And otherwise it would have been one of those days where all I did was sit there and like tweet all day long. And somebody put that in the, in the comment section earlier that like Twitter was crazy today. And it was, I mean, yeah. and then other people are in there in the comment section right now talking about how Patriots fans have to be mad, which is fantastic. Um, dude, I don't, I don't even know what to think. Like, I just, I don't even, if we could just, if we could just land that running back, right? If we could just land that, if we could just land that running back to just, 
Well, let me ask you. Um, do do you think it's a, it's as much of a concern for the team now? Because what we saw in the last maybe three weeks of the season, and then you know the couple games in the playoffs, Devin Singletary looks like he he can play the part now. And they brought in Duke, who is going to be a weapon out of the backfield as far as yep, um, yep. A, a passing threat or a receiving threat from the backfield. So all those. Um, Hopefully, we'll see the Bills' offense evolve with some screen plays more and, and a couple other things. So, I, do you think it's one of those things that Brandon Bean is actually saying, "Yeah, we really we got to focus on running back in the draft." I don't know. I mean, that's you're, we're getting ahead, and, and we could bounce around. I mean, there's you know, the, the whole intention. And I've got a couple other scrolling things that we can talk about, like two more, and 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 draft is somewhat one of them and the whole intention of this episode just so everybody knows coming in and if you don't want to hear us talk about stefan diggs turn it off now um the whole intention we're, we're the whole it. intention of the show is to talk about <laughs> stefan diggs it. i mean it's just he's just he's just a different animal he's a different you know they called you know who was it they called josh oh von miller called josh on a creature right and and stefan diggs is as well i just don't know i don't one of the things that we're going to talk about if we get to it is the bills have seven draft picks there's no way seven rookies are making this football team. No way. So that makes you wonder, what are they going to do? And and another another one of the things that I wanted to talk to you about, just because it centers around Tremaine Edmonds, who you are a stand for, and I'm not not a stand. I'm very much a stand for Tremaine as well, but not quite to the level that you are. Right? I love Tremaine in the back. Covered up a little bit, but yep. yeah, I love you, Tremaine. Yeah. So you know, so, I love you, Tremaine. And the r- rumor is that the Bills are looking to package him to basically make some moves. So could it be running back? Could it be wide receiver? It's got to be cornerback too, unless they're going to go get a Joe Hayden. Cause right now, and we talked about this a couple weeks ago, Cam Lewis and Dane Jackson are your corners starting corners for probably the first, at least two months of the season. I don't I don't know what wide receiver, cornerback running back. I don't linebacker. If they trade Tremaine, they need a linebacker stat, right? Mm-hmm. And that's the hard part too. And I, I've, I've got notes on this. I, I was going to do this on Sunday's show, um, but Colt joined me. Not Bud, but I had Colt. But I had Colt join me, so it might end up being this week. But like the number one in the the number one inside linebacker in the draft could fall to the Bills at twenty five. I don't even know that they need to move up to get one to get him. Like he could literally fall to them. But you're asking well, about running back, and I don't know what the answer is. Well. It- the, the the reason why I ask about running back is because like now you're saying and, and not just you. Uh, what I'm seeing is people are like, okay, well now in the offense, I feel like running back is probably the, and it's not a weak area anymore because we feel like Devin is taking that step forward. Right. We like Duke Johnson, and right. so it, we don't feel like it's a weak area, but we feel like it's the weakest. For me, I feel like I don't know if they even see it that way. Right. I, I still uh, think I, I still think because because if you know especially with Diggs deal, if we're gonna talk about Diggs, I do I still think wide receiver is something that you focus on in the draft. I'm not saying you pick five of them, but, <laughs> but I still think, you know, um, cause, cause as much as I love Diggs, we extended them. Great. As much as I love Davis, everybody thinks that the playoff game is going to be what we get out of him every week. He's yeah. not going to score yeah. four touchdowns every no. week, ladies no. and gentlemen, he's not. No. No. Um, and we're, we're without Beasley now. Sanders is retired. Prop maybe, you know, yeah, seems like he's, he's retired. The, the way he's talking on Good Morning Football, he's just lacking some passion, and the passion might come back. So Daniel Gowries and Chris uh, Chris both say that we've got eight or yeah eight draft picks in the in the in the draft. So corrected me there, which is fine. And then this is a good one. So David S comes in and asks, "How much room in the cap did Diggs extension give us? We don't know yet. It's rumored that Diggs's number this year, I think, was fourteen and a half million dollars was his, was his cap hit." Uh, it's rumored that the Bills probably got him in this year with the extension between one and two million. So, conservatively speaking, you could probably expect it to be that he cleared twelve and a half million dollars of space for the Bills to mm-hmm. sign. More than likely, another player, cornerback two, right, veteran cornerback two, uh, and then obviously all of their draft picks. Man, I just. Uh, well, let me ask you this before we move on, because well, we don't need to move on. I don't, don't want to. We can stay right here. But I don't want to dig into the draft either, really. But what I'm saying is because earlier you, you said, like, there's no way seven. And and so now we were just corrected by eight. Chris as well. Eight. Where do you how many do you think make the team? Like, I don't care if we had eight, seven, six. I don't the care top, how many we had. The top four. Many, the top four. So with that being the for me, with that being 
the case. If you're thinking maybe four makes this roster, mm-hmm. they, you just have to think if we know that. Yeah. Brandon Bean knows this. For sure. Um, we have another super chat from Jessica. What's up, Jessica? Thank you for joining us. We changed the time this week. It's 8 on the, o'clock. On the graphic. On the gra- that's yeah. my fault, by the way. That's my bad. <laughs> Me bad. Joe bad. <laughs> Joe does she the said, graphics. Think, yeah, Joe does the graphics. He, he doesn't let me touch the graphics for hump day. <laughs> but she said, thinking out the box, how about Luke Keekley? Look, Luke is Luke is a stud. Um, I don't know if that's where he is. Uh, the injuries that he went through, and, and Joe, I don't know what you it's think about this. Three I feel years, like, hasn't it? Has yeah, he been on the NFL yeah. for three years. I think it's been. I think it's been three. I think it's been a full three because last year he came and actually helped out the linebackers in, during the offseason. Yes, he did. Um, in the OTAs so, or minicamp or something like that. Yeah, I think he's more along the. You know, I, I think he's. I think he's happy with with retirement. I haven't spoken to him. I don't know anybody who's spoken to him, but yeah. uh, just based off of the last couple of years, it would be a trust me, it would be a beautiful sight to see Luke Keekley in a Buffalo Bills uniform. Right. But but when it comes to Tremaine Edmonds, it, it's it's it comes down to the part. So I'm in this weird space now when it comes to Tremaine. Everybody knows I love Tremaine. Everybody knows I want to keep Tremaine. There's part of me that wants the Bills to trade him just so we don't have to talk about him anymore. Because um, the takes are are so extreme at times. Like the way mm. we talk about him, we talk about him in a negative manner as if he's not a good player or as if he doesn't know how to play the position and he's not valuable to the team. Right. When it couldn't be anything further than the, from the truth. He's a very valuable member of the team. Mm-hmm. He's a very valuable – like, I mean, if if – if we were to say, you know what, Tremaine Edmonds is on the trade block, I promise you there would be more than half the league calling at least to find out what the asking price was. They might be calling right now. I mean, that could literally be happening, right? It could. It could. And I, I, and do, I wouldn't doubt that it's happening because everybody sees our situation. I just don't know what the and, – and I'm going to talk about this on Sunday. I just don't know – Tremaine Edmonds is not Brian Urlacher. Tremaine Edmonds is not Khalil Mack. Tremaine Edmonds is not – Pick that dude, right? When you think inside linebacker, that dude. Tremaine Edmonds, Tremaine Edmonds is also not, you know, John DeGiorgio or whatever his name was. Like, like he's not a slouch. He's not a garbage inside linebacker. He's a very, very good, very talented player. This is what I'm trying to say. I just don't know that it how do you how do you know there's a can't miss inside linebacker in the draft when the top inside linebacker could fall to you at 25? Mm-hmm. If the top inside linebacker could fall to you at 25, that to me brings caution to the whole conversation of let's trade Tremaine and go get a dude and like reach for a dude that we think is going to replace him, step in and replace it. I just, and AJ but, Klein's gone too. But see, then there, that's the thing that, that like going back to the conversation we were just having. So the thing is, even if like with Tremaine, so right now, Right now, we can afford him this year. Uh, so moving forward, we might not be able to afford him. You probably want to get something for him. But this year, we can afford him. Yep. So to me, I feel like the wind it's the window. It's like this is the all-in year. Let's go ahead and do this thing. I would try to draft somebody. If that's the case, package some of those picks and move up to get the linebacker you want. Right, and then right. that way, let them, let them sit. Or not necessarily sit. Let him play, but let him let him be behind Tremaine and the, the defense. Learn the defense. Let him figure it out before next year, as opposed to just getting rid of Tremaine and then going into this with an unknown variable at at linebacker. I think that's but the that, best that's solution. What I would do. I think the best solution is to move up to twenty. Take. Oh, I got it in my notes. Hang on a second. La di da da da. Where's that? Um, shoot. Two seconds. I apologize, and I'm never going to be able to find it now. Um, there's a. I'll find it in a second, but the main guy that's out there that's like the number one dude, um, and I can't think of his name off the top of my head, and I'm not a draft nick, and I know you've been like looking to study. I think they could jump up and get the 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 number one inside linebacker prospect at 20. I think they, they could jump up and get him at 20. In every mock draft I've seen, he has not gone earlier than 20. And then they could use every other draft pick they have to just be in the second round and be done. Walk away with four picks, be done for the weekend. And all that four would. of those guys probably make the team. Somebody asked him, asked about Marquez Stevenson earlier. I don't know. Like, did he impress you? Um, th- this he, is the question you're talking about. What's your opinion of Marquez Stevenson potential going forward? Any potential he gets some play as a receiver? To me, I, I would know. say no. That was unplanned. I don't know how you found that that fast, but that was 
<laughs> that was legit, bro. You and I, bro. You and I. Well, we own it. We own it. One show back, and we are like <laughs> <you're> tight. <laughs> we're in mid-season mode already. What do you right. want? What y'all want? But no, I, I don't. Um, not not because I don't think he's a good player. Like I think he's a talented athlete, and I think what they're going to really try to do is I hope hopefully he develops into a better return man because that's kind of the role they drafted him for. Right. As far as being in the offense, um. All seriousness, and I, and I have to preface this by saying I'm saying this with all due respect to every player on the roster, right? Every player that's in the NFL, even the guys on the practice squad. I'm not throwing darts or shots at anybody, but when you look at the last five Super Bowl champion teams, and you look at the wide receiver positions and the quarterbacks throwing those wide receivers the football, do you see any of those guys who had receptions in the Super Bowl or on those teams have a profile like Marquez Stevenson? Do we have a, a profile like touchdown Jesus? Like what I'm saying is, yeah, I, I get it. Like we fall in love with these guys because they're Bills players and, and, and we love every person on the team from one to 53 and then the practice squad as well. But but what you have to understand is it, it goes past just love. It's about a championship at this point, because if it right. wasn't just about love, if it was just about love, I promise you right now, um, we wouldn't even today we wouldn't have an unknown when it comes to Jerry Hughes. If right. it was just about love, Jerry Hughes would be under contract right now. Jerry Hughes, they would want to make sure. Jerry Hughes might be under contract for the weeks out. I mean, if there's a guy that you want coming back to this football team, and you and I talked about it a couple weeks ago, I mean, Jerry Hughes had his best seasons as a pro on the side of, on the other side of Mario Williams, he, and he's effective in a double team at his age. So you put him on the opposite side of Von Miller – you know, you never know what you're going to get. Nicobe Dean is being brought up as the linebacker I was speaking of. It's not Chris Janke. Uh, it's actually the guy was uh, Devin Lloyd is the number one uh, inside linebacker. That's actually from a prospect standpoint. And he's actually in most mocks expected to go at 24 to the Vikings right before the bills take him. So you could almost think the bills only got to jump two spots, maybe to 23, 20, because mm -hmm. Anthony Barr is leaving the Vikings. That's why everybody's predicting him to go to the Vikings. Uh, and also, I understand a lot of people are saying that they wouldn't want to move up. They don't want to trade up at all, especially not in the first. And, you know, shout out to John here. And um, there's a, a few others that I saw, and especially on Twitter. The thing about that is, like Joe and I were saying earlier, if we have eight picks and you're not going to sign eight players. <laughs> right. Why wouldn't you move up? Like, you're, so, I mean, like, what is the apprehension? Them. They're getting plucked off the practice squad. Because then if you don't move up in the first, what you're doing is, I know the first round talent is first round talent, but essentially if you can move up to 20 or 15 or whatever, whatever area you're trying to move up to, right. the talent is always higher at the top of the draft. Right. Obviously. So if you're going to get a higher caliber player for 15, as opposed to 25, when you're not going to be able to sign all your picks anyway, why wouldn't you want to move up? And, and that's not, a, it's not me coming. I'm, I'm really asking a question because I don't understand the logic for people, the way this team is constructed. We have a deep – really, we could go into this season right now without the draft. Right. Like, you know, I know we, as fans, we want another cornerback, and I know – and we need another cornerback. But without the draft, I'm very confident if the season started today, the Buffalo Bills would be a very good team. Very, very good team. I agree. And Chris Jenke says, no offense. And there's none taken, Chris. You know, we love you and we respect you. So you're absolutely always welcome to talk, correct, and have a conversation with us. You don't trade it for a linebacker. It's not a premium position. I don't disagree. But if Didn't the Bills, we do it for Tremaine? It's 16. I don't remember if we hung tight at 16 or if we moved up at 16. If we did move up, it wasn't much. My, my point is, if you move up for corner, right, which I think they probably should do, I don't know that there's somebody in the second round that's going to come in day one. And I don't, I, I just, yeah, I don't, I don't know that the replacement for Tremaine Edmonds, day one, three-down linebacker, captain of your defense is, is in that draft. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. Getting back to wide receivers and Stephon Diggs. Ju Justin Jefferson was the fifth wide receiver taken the year he was drafted in 2020, right? Yep. And there's something to be said for taking wide receiver that high and that early they're just not the draft is a crapshoot dude i say it all the time and we've said it on this show a thousand times like it's just stefan Diggs was what a fourth round fifth round draft pick 
I mean, he's he the, last year he was the first or second best wide receiver in the NFL. Last year was the eighth best best wide receiver. By the way, if you, I don't know if you've seen the numbers in the NFL, and I've got them pulled up, the, the, the freaking numbers last season, Cooper Cup had 145 receptions, 1,947 receiving yards last year. <laughs> that is three Cole Beasley seasons. That's mm-hmm. insane. I just, yeah, I don't know where I was going with that point other than I don't even know that I would move up to take a wide receiver. Like, I think you stay put at 25 and if you're going to go wide know. receiver. I mean, receiver. I just think, I just think where we are, like I'm saying as a team, not, not necessarily um, where we are in draft position, but I mean, just like as a team total with this roster, again, we're talking about having eight, seven draft picks. And not having the ability to sign all of them. Everybody's you know, mock draft. Everybody's mock draft needs to stop at four. Round four. Literally. Cause because <laughs> what we're doing is like, you know, they're just Brandon's gonna make these guys work just to just to do it. Cause these guys are gonna get plucked off the practice squad or they're gonna be signed by another team when they're cut. And it is what it is, and we're gonna right. have to deal with it. And so right. I just again, I'm not I'm not beating on a table to trade up. I'm not beating on the table for that. But what I'm saying is even if you package certain picks to make a trade so get that cornerback that we need go get bradbury i don't know what they're asking for for bradbury right i don't know what they're um i don't know i don't know we got a couple we got a couple um super chats here i don't i don't want to miss them Uh, we got chris janky uh he says bean said last year he he traded back for late picks because he didn't think that undrafted free agents would come to buffalo because they didn't think they would make the team and you know what? I guess that's for last year. That's fair. But but last year we weren't nearly as active in free agency as we are this year. So this year you're talking about we brought in Tim Settle. We brought in, yep, um, yep. you know, I, I, we have a list of guys that we brought in Von Miller. We brought in, you know, all of these Jordan, guys. Jordan so Phillips. Jordan Phillips is back. We got Shaq back we got you know so like th- there's so many moves that we make this year to revamp the defensive line to boot <laughs> like. The Go only ahead. guy that doesn't want to be in Buffalo is, is Jarek McKissick. <laughs> or Jared McKissick. That's the only guy. Yeah, the, the only, only one. guy that doesn't want to be Which is wild to me that, he, that that whole thing happened. Like, that thing is that, that's still a wild story to me. Jared McKissick, but, only dude that does not want to be in Buffalo right now. <laughs> you. So, Jared McKissick and yeah, you. I definitely don't. No, I definitely don't. I heard I, I heard you complaining about the weather. Uh, before, I, before I jumped on here, I looked at the comments and everybody's talking about this. Nope, nope. It was no, 95. It was, it was beautiful today. It was beautiful today. I don't want to rain. I don't want to rain. It's 95. <laughs> I'm going for a walk with my dogs when we get done with this. That's what's happening. <laughs> That's what's happening. But, but in all seriousness, though, like we were very active in free agency. So being that active and, and like I said, we have, we pretty much have what our, top 49 guys basically set for the roster unless they look horrible maybe 51 51 with who's on the practice squad i mean you don't you don't know who's on the practice squad that's going to make this ready to make that jump either right you get what i'm saying so it's like when that happens again you're going into a draft with all of these picks and it's like you're not going to keep them uh shout out to mafia sports report brandon bean has been aggressive all offseason i don't see why he would stop at the draft the draft would be like 2018 i expect a few trade-ups i'm hoping brandon, I'm bean, hoping wasn't for that. brandon bean wasn't around for that draft fyi right was it 18 well, or was it 17 what year 18 well he got here 21 josh yeah, eight, was here eight. at 18 so it was it was right out he he came he was hired after we drafted josh so he wasn't actually no, he, was, like he was hired after we he was hired after we drafted tremay or trey so it was the year before it was 17 wasn't it good lord i don't even remember right like, it's it's, just, yeah wildest dreams land baby we're rusty guys <laughs> years is whatever but no i i hope you're right i hope the draft is to the point where he's making moves he's trading up um, getting some value, maybe trade a player for somewhere, get some rid of, get rid of some picks. Uh, my man Bruce Nolan is in the building. He said Cooper Cup went full cheat code. He did. <laughs> Cooper <laughs> Cup, man. <laughs> Holy smokes. I'm guessing that was based on what you were saying earlier about yeah, Cole 100, 145 receptions, 1,900 disgusting yards receiving. That's just stupid. I mean, when we consider what, what it means when a running back rushes for 2,000 yards and a wide receiver almost got there, I don't know, but let's get back to Diggs just for a moment. When you're talking about real, Stephon Diggs, wait, 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 real quick, real quick, because Chris is saying trading sixth and seventh routers aren't moving you up that high. I'm not talking about just sixth and seventh routers. I'm saying package what needs to be packaged to get quality players that will make this team. I'm not. I'm not saying you know. Look, we got it. We we're not we're not the Bills who were six and ten. 
We're not the Bills who were nine and seven or, uh, you know, three and 13. It's a completely different type of team with a different way of, of drafting. Wow, like, Wildest dreams land. So it's, it's just completely different. We have to we have to look at what we're doing differently. And I, and I feel you like but again, how 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 Chris and this is for you and we can we can DM about this after the show. We don't have to go through the whole show with this. But how likely do you think it would be for a sixth or a seventh rounder to make this roster? And that's an honest question. Uh, maybe people in the, in the comments, go ahead and answer that. We can kind of get that conversation going side. But, you know, I just I just really don't think um I don't think we should be looking forward to drafting seven rounds worth of players, but go ahead, Joe. My bad. We're definitely, we're definitely in a space. No, I'm going to piggyback off what you said. We're definitely in a space where as much as we don't like politics and football, and I don't mean like governmental politics, but we don't like politics and football and Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott say the best players will play. It's not completely true on this football team. The best players don't always play and they definitely give more credence and more stock or weight to guys they've drafted up until last year when they released some guys, brought them back to the practice squad, and then they got cut. The reality is that even going into this year, I mean, it's it's not going to be a situation where you draft those guys and they're going to make the team. They're going to bump other guys off just out of, well, we drafted them. We've got stock in them, so we need to keep them. Like, it's not like Dane Jackson, not Dean, Dane Jackson was drafted seventh round. The Levi Wallaces of the world for the Buffalo Bills, those days are kind of over. A dude would have to come in undrafted and, like, blow their socks off just we can't keep this guy off the field he's that good i don't know how he didn't get drafted i just don't i mean i just don't know how they draft beyond round three round four uh, other than we just have the picks and we're just going to spend them uh, somebody said punter which i think is right up your alley right the dude you want is a punter yeah but he's not going to be available in the sixth or seventh round so um yeah you're right sixth and seventh rounders will make the team as punters but he, the guy i want he's yeah. not going to be there come no. six or seven the so. raiders are going to take him like in the second round because that's what the raiders the raiders are going to do raiders things so stefan mm-hmm. Diggs. so when you look at his age he's going to be 29 this year <laughs> and the super chats are still rolling in 29 years old with the production that he's had so far my biggest fear is when is the drop off when does it come it's going to come when right and i think the most amazing thing about Diggs is knock on wood and i have no wood around me i got you i got a lot hasn't been hurt as a buffalo bill and in minnesota three of the four years he was there he was injured and missed a number of games not a ton but missed a number of games at what point does that production drop off right at what point does he become I'm trying. I'm trying to think. I'm well, trying, whether it's an Emmanuel Sanders or I mean, it kind of like where Juju is right now. Juju Smith Schuster at this point isn't Juju Smith Schuster. And whether you want to tie that to Ben Roethlisberger not being Ben Roethlisberger, or if it's just dropped off, Antonio Brown, same thing. Like, where does that production fall off? Well, let me ask you this because I think. First, before we can talk about Diggs' production, we have to talk about the guy getting him the ball. I I really do feel like true. Last season, what we saw from Josh Allen is not the Josh Allen we're going to see moving forward. I think what we saw towards the end of the season and in playoffs is going to be a little bit more of what we get out of Josh. So if Josh takes that step forward and he's that dude, like another step. (laughs) Well, I'm just saying, well, I mean, I mean, look at look at what he was in the last game that we played. Look at what he was the game prior to that. And then the one prior to that. If we get the version of Josh Allen that we got for the last three games that we saw him. You mean to tell me that you don't think Stefan Diggs, you or I don't want to say you mean to tell me I'm that you don't think he's not more so. No, I, no, I'm not saying you are. Yeah, what I'm, yeah. I'm asking more so if if Josh takes that type of step forward, I, I just don't think it's likely that Stefan Diggs takes a step backwards. Like, I just think it's it's almost it's just one of those things like, but, you know, it's more about what you, I don't mean next year. It's definitely not happening this year. It's not happening next year. I'm just wondering at what point in that six year, 10 years is it happening? And and Bruce Nolan's up in the chat and he's he's bringing up really good points. It's it's about how the wide receiver wins. Diggs doesn't win with speed um, or with physicality. He wins with route route running. It ages better for players. And that's one thousand percent true. Um, as Very. much as Diggs can get behind you and beat you and you're not going to catch him once he gets out there. For me, I just at what point is he ending up in the slot, right? At what point is he ending up, you know, at what point are the Buffalo Bills drafting the next guy? That's the, I guess that's the question I want to ask you. So the Diggs is here for the next six years, 22 to what is it, 27 at that point? He's going to be 35 
when his contract ends. At what year are you drafting? Are you looking number one, round one, going after that next guy? If I'm if I'm the GM, yep. I'm drafting a wide receiver this year. A number one? You're looking for a if, number if one I'm, wide receiver this year? You're looking for a compliment? If I'm Brandon Bean, this year I'm drafting the best player available between cornerbacks and wide receiver in round one and round two. That's what I'm doing. Because, again, it, when you're looking at the, the way the NFL was set up now, mm. so last year you look at, at the Rams, right? OBJ got injured in the first half. Robert Woods was injured. Like Early. he got injured right after they made the trade yep, so, or yep, the yep. sign and whatever. When they signed OBJ, Woods got injured a few days later or whatever. He tore his ACL. But that team would have had Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, and Odell Beckham Jr. Right. The team before that, you look at you look at Tom Brady's championship team down here in Tampa. Antonio Brown was his third receiver. You get what I'm yep. saying? Yep. So what I'm saying is like, yeah, Gabe Davis, we all love it. And we want to see Gabe Davis be what he was. Okay, fine. But when you're looking at what the, what to me, when you look at the bar that's set for Super Bowl winning teams right now, the offensive they have, I need another stud besides Stefan Diggs. And I need another, if Gabriel Davis is that guy, cool. But guess what? I'd rather uh, roll the dice on two of these guys instead of just one. Let's see if it's Gabe and whoever we get in. Sure. Like, Sure. We're, we're missing Sanders. We're missing Beasley. I like Crowder, but it's, do we really expect Crowder to come in here and, and give you 1,100 yards this year and, and 10 touchdowns? Everybody told I, me yes when we picked him up. If, if Cole Beasley's getting you 800 to 900, is he not getting you 11? <sighs> right. I, I, it's all unknown. It's <laughs> reality, all unknown. reality suddenly sets in. <laughs> well, no, it's not a, it's not a reality. Oh, I never said he was going to give, give that, give us that. I, sure. I, I like him and I feel like he's younger. I feel like there are similarities between him and Cole's game, but I think he's a slot receiver that um, if he was, if he was that special, he would have been a number one receiver somewhere. Like there's a reason, you know from what I mean? The, so from the slot, not really. There's not too many slot guys that are number one guys. The X receiver is the number one guy. I mean, that's just the way that this I mean, way the game seen, is played. We've seen Wes, Wes Welker, like we've seen yeah, guys, we've Welker, seen be dominant. Julian Edelman, but but they're more weapons. What I'm saying, beat, weapons that beat but you versus be the number one guy. You're liter- but you're but you're arguing my point when it's not like what I'm saying is when if he was that special, he's the weapon. But I don't yeah, care if he's in the maybe. slot or not. Like if you're that special, Cup is a slot guy. Thank you, Bruce. Cooper Cup is a slot guy. Yeah, but he plays outside. He MVP. plays outside. He plays outside. Beasley rarely plays outside. Um, I guess my question is this: Is if so, oh, Bruce is getting you, man. Bruce is getting you in here. He's dragging you. Also plays <laughs> in the outside. Cole Beasley does not play in the outside. If you back up the timeline or figure out a, a way to mesh in the multiverse, Cole Beasley going to New England, right? In Tom, you know, to to be with Tom Brady six years ago, is he better than Julian Edelman? I think so. And you think he would have went there and gave Tom Brady 1,200 yards and 10 touchdowns? Tom Brady would have found him over and over. And he he led the league and still does in yards of separation. He's open almost every play. Tom Brady would be like, you're open, you're open, you're open, you're open. I think you like Cole way more than um, a lot of people. I don't, it's not a like Cole thing. It's a fact. He's He leads the league. No, but it is. He, he leads the but league I mean, in yards of separation. He leads it, but if you he's watch open. the game, he can be separate. He's open, but there's no yak. As soon as he catches the ball, he gets tackled. But is like, that so him or is that the scheme? Him. Is that him or is that the scheme? If he's open, it shouldn't matter. If you're it's open clear. and you catch the ball, it's you clear. are so separate. It's clear it's the scheme. Nah. It's one of three things. No. It's either the, re- it's either the it, receiver, it, it's the quarterback, or it's the scheme. And I think even Bruce, who's in the chat, would tell you it's the scheme. The reason the Bills didn't get yak last year is because of the scheme. Okay, but if, you're leading, if you're leading the league in yards of separation, meaning I, I'm separate mm-hmm. by more yards than anybody else in the league, it doesn't that mean means people, I should have more. It doesn't mean there's not five yards away from him. Wait, wait, but I'm saying that means the guy that's guarding me at the very least, I should have the most, I should have the, a head start. So you mean to tell me he isn't a leader in Yak, even if he's going to get tackled 10 yards down the field, if he's that open it's, it's, and he's catching the ball that much, he should be a Yak guy. He's not. It's your guys' funnest phrase. Correlation does not equal causation. So I mean, just it's 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 not one and one as far as that goes. It's literally the route the routes they had him running in the last two years are not the routes they had him running the first year he was here when he did have yak, and it wasn't because all of a sudden it's like oh that dude can't run anymore. No, they they changed his route. I'm not saying I'm not saying he can't run anymore. But if you watch, and I know you have, if you watch last season, 
he's not the same Cole that he was when he when we got him for Josh. Like, but why? I don't well, know why. Well, it did come out what last week that he had broken ribs. The last four six games of the season, and was never on the injury report. So now we're yeah, playing. And, and we're, that, now we're, now and we're playing record, Patriot games. Now we're playing Patriot games with that stuff. And for the record, I like Cole. What I'm saying is, I just I also still understand when you're looking at the league for the last few years, the way Super Bowl winning teams are built. You have two or three guys who could probably be number one elsewhere. I don't look at Cole Beasley as being a number one option no, anywhere. I'm not That's, saying no, but that was the point that I'm making. What I was saying was, do you feel my 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 fake scenario, completely made up out of oblivion, like hypothetically speaking, was Cole Beasley with Brady six to eight years ago? I just think that he's probably better than Julian Edelman, but they've also probably got him running different routes. Edelman ran different routes than Beasley did straight out of the Maybe. slot but that's speculation and it's unprovable and who knows that's clearly an opinion of mine and it's but i do take another receiver this year i do um and not not again not to replace Diggs. obviously we just gave him this you know but no together we got right, this guy right. in his rookie rookie deal we got five years out of him you know look him and Diggs can tear the league up together we still got davis on a couple you know a couple more years on his rookie contract let's make this thing happen where does this go what does dave what does what does gabe davis get when he when his contract is up, is he walking because because uh, Diggs is making twenty five? I mean, good lord! It depends in that because you figured that's what two years from now, three years from now. When um, so how much will the cap go up at that point? Who are we going to be paying? Who are we going to cut? Who's not going? So I mean, like, there's a lot of things, but I, I can promise you from one thing that I've seen so far out of Brandon Bean, and I know you're going to agree with this. If you're worthy of it. And and the team feels like you're still going to help us win the Super Bowl. Bean will make it work. Well, then let's figure it out. Then let's talk about your guy who who literally is not in my notes to track on the bottom of the screen. Just the fact that today it was reported that Jordan Poyer signed Drew Rosenhaus as his agent, understandingly that he's going into his final year of his contract, and this is his last opportunity to cash in. And he has been team friendly for the Buffalo Bills the last time that he signed with the Bills. Um. Where are you at on that? Is he getting paid? Does, does Brandon Bean open open the checkbook once again for Jordan po Jordan Poyer and Micah, both wildly underpaid on this team? See, it's tough. Um, I think that they both deserve it. I do. And and everybody knows how much of a Jordan Poyer fan I am. And I agree. Um, I agree. The, the, the thing is, it, it gets to the point where where it's tough because, like you said, you can't pay everybody. And right. and when you have right. if if they would have had great seasons and not been all pros, and I know it probably to some people it's going to be like that doesn't make sense. But listen, just the fact that they were named to the all pro team is going <laughs> like it's going to to matter in these contract talks. Micah Hyde, second team all pro. Jordan Poyer, first team all pro. Guess what? That means something when it comes time to talk. Oh yeah, to, to with these agents, that means something. So now, I I don't know. I don't know if the Bills can afford them. And and Brandon Bean has done, he's done magic. He's done magic. But to keep both those guys, I don't know. Maybe safety now, it, it jumps to the top of the list. I was just going to say it. So are they, are there, is safety all of a sudden a position of need on the BPA list? I, I think so. Even, here's the thing. Even if we extend Jordan Poyer and Micah Hyde or one or the other, you know, even if we do, I still think you want to draft and get young there. You know, I think you want to get guys in your system have them learn from Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer. I, so I, I still think you try to draft one if you can, if somebody is there that fits. But man, this is an ugly. So like for all of the the fun stuff I was saying at the top, like yo, what a time to be a Bills fan. We got Von Miller. Another. It's also it's it, here comes the ugly side of it, right? Because now you have to make a you have to make a decision on um, two of the best safeties in the league. And and mm. Steve Steve mentions here. Steve Lynn mentions that Hyde and Poyer are awesome, but they are both past thirty. I, I kind of I, I, I dispute this a little bit because well no they're definitely um, past thirty that part is true well no they're past thirty I'm not disputing their age but but the point that people try to make when they talk about their age is like well they're old they can't play the mileage for Poyer especially doesn't match his age so when you go back and look at the first few leagues few years in the league he didn't play it, it so so the hits and and all that stuff that that he's taken now or that he's given out now that matters right. to his body. Right. He's not catching that now. So so I feel like, you know, I don't know. And I, I promise you, and, and I, I know this firsthand, if you talk to him, he will tell you, I feel like I got 
you know, because I didn't do this and I didn't do that. So I just don't know. He got his first all pro honors this year. I think, I think he still has at least three to four years worth of very, very good play in him. Got another super chat here from the pullout King. Uh, he says, she probably shouldn't have said his name. It's <laughs> <laughs> a family <laughs> show. It's a, a family, family show. show. <laughs> Sorry, but <laughs> haven't been able to catch the live shows, but I'll be watching. Just wanted to pop in and show some love. We appreciate you, um, and we appreciate the super chat. We may have to edit your name out of this. I don't know, <laughs> but <laughs> definitely not. Definitely not editing. <laughs> it's funny. Because... Be... <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go I ahead. Just, I, was, I, was, I was. I was changing the subject. Just yeah. that uh, Chris Yankee talks about safeties. You know, is a position that ages gracefully, and we've seen many outstanding corners. Um, sorry about that. Many outstanding pause. Any yeah. many outstanding corners, you know, transition from corner to safety. Is that an option for potentially potentially Tredavious White? Does Tredavious White in two years, three years, make the transition from corner, you know, to safety at that point in time? I don't know. I'm not saying maybe it's too early. Um, yeah, it says it's it, and they, they do have two guys. I mean, they've got two guys. Somebody else put it in there. They've got guys behind both those guys that are good. I don't know if they're Poyer and Hyde good. But Poyer and Hyde also developed late. You know, Poyer and Hyde were not who they were in Green Bay and Cleveland. You know, it was it was very much when they got to Buffalo is when they kind of developed and blossomed. And clearly we could have the conversation, the argument that, you know, it was somewhat due to the scheme. You know, Sean McDermott's scheme definitely makes defensive backs look very good. Levi Wallace, Dane Jackson. I mean, pick one. Dean Marlowe. Um, Marlo. looked very good when he was here, you know, you, you go, you take him to Detroit and he had a decent season, but he wasn't, you know, when he, when he filled in for Jordan and Micah, we didn't have any type of drop off. So maybe it is the, I don't think it's a hundred percent the scheme, but I mean, what I'm saying is like when you plug and play and that happens, but I, I can tell you one thing, Jordan Poyer and Micah Hyde are both going to be paid. They're going to get, they're going to get a payday. It from might Buffalo? not be from Buffalo. Uh, there well, you that's go. what I'm saying. Yeah. It might not be from Buffalo, but one more time before both of those guys retire, they're going to get a payday. Yeah, so, for sure. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So we've talked, we've run the gamut and uh, we're at 47 minutes. We're deep into this thing right now. Let me see what I've got here. Um, we've talked about the, the veteran move for Tremaine Edmonds at length. We've talked about rookie stuff at length. We've even jumped over to Jordan Poyer a little bit, who I would hate to see go. I mean, it's I know that you're you're working, you know, you've got a relationship with Jordan at this point in time, and there's not. I mean, it's 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 funny to me. I'll let's end the show this way. It's funny to me, not funny. It's awesome to me how many how much of Bills Mafia loves this team. There's not really a guy on this team that Bills Mafia doesn't love. And I had said, I think either last week or the week before, my biggest fear about the Stefan Diggs thing was that somehow it was going to turn into a situation where Bill's what's the matter? They hate on my guy Tremaine. I don't know why you be yeah, acting like not everybody. There's 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 an isolated Man, segment. There's a remnant. It's a whole hates. lot more people that hate on Tremaine. There's, there's a whole a remnant. lot more. There's a remnant. But it, the people that are sane love Tremaine. How about that? That'll that'll work in a rap lyric. Um <laughs> good lord. <laughs> good lord. <laughs> um <laughs> My point is, uh, now you made me forget my freaking point. What the heck was I talking about a second ago? Um, Jake wants to know, do they love Cody Ford? They drag my man Cody oh, Ford. Oh, come on. I'm not talking, I'm I'm talking about I'm talking about starters. <laughs> I know. I'm with you. Stefan Diggs. So getting back to this. So we're going to start the show the way we end. Or we're going to end the show the way we started the show. So my biggest fear was that the mafia would begin to turn on Stefan Diggs. And we know we've seen it. What happens when the mafia turns on stuff like on a player, a Buffalo Bills player that wants more money, wants to be paid, whatever, whatever. I mean, it's, it's that, un, that, that unruly underdog spirit that you and I've talked about. I've talked about for years that somehow we need, you know, the guy on the bench, the Jake Kumaro is so much better than that superstar because he's got heart. It's the Rudy syndrome, right? And the guy with heart is so much better than the guy with talent. And, you know, and we we fooled ourselves for 20 years believing that was true. And it started to happen this week. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, people started to get a little bit like, just let him go. Who gives a crap? He's not that good anyway. Like on Twitter, I am beyond thankful and grateful because Stefan Diggs is that dude. Like and 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 he was that dude. The Miami Dolphins game, his first year when he went up and high pointed that football, he was that. I think it was against Xavier Howard. He was that dude. It was like that's what we haven't had since Eric Moulds left this football team. He is that dude. 
And, yeah. I'm, I'm and that's why I was so excited. Like, um, remember, I think it was a couple of days ago now, I posted a video of him uh, when he jumped up and caught over the Raiders. And it was like, oh, yeah, it, yep. You know, it's like this is what we've been lacking. Yep. Like, yeah, because even, even when we had Smokey, like when we had Smoke Brown, Smoke was Smoke was like, you know, he was making plays. He was consistent for Josh and he was doing a lot of good things. Cole was very consistent for Josh doing a lot of good things. But we didn't have that guy that Josh could just be like, you know what? All right, let's take this damn game over. Let's force feed him and let's do it. And we've seen it now time and time again where if the first half seems to open up slow, it seems like they almost have a conversation between just the two of them. Like, you know what? Look, we're just going to go play catch. Let's do no, this. And Josh goes out and they six receptions in a row. Do not underestimate the value of the development of Josh Allen just in Stephon Diggs stopping practices and being like, look, when I run this route this way and I do this thing, I need the ball to be here and I need you to do this. And Josh going, okay. And and then you see it in live game, and it's like, oh, we're really about to run through the league. <laughs> and it's just like I, I, I'm I'm more excited for this year, even though we lost Cole, even though we lost Sanders as yep. as receivers. Yep. I think I'm more excited for this season just because of that growth that we're seeing from Josh. Like the, the version of Josh Allen that we saw against the Kansas City Chiefs in the in the divisional round. Yeah. Look, if if we can if we can get eighty percent of that. On a consistent basis. The special thing for me about that game was that was the it's Gabriel Davis. And you look at Stefan Diggs's numbers, and I don't remember what they were. I know they weren't great. They didn't have to be great. That was and it's not necessarily the first one. I'm not saying it's the first one, but that's the game where Josh Allen raised the level of play of the guys around him. Mm-hmm. And that is the one of the next steps. We've talked about it on this show. One of the next steps that Josh Allen has to take somewhere is that he raises the level of play. He turns guys into, you know, pick pick all the dudes that played with Peyton, pick all the dudes that played with whatever quarterback, Tom Brady. Like Josh Allen begins to raise the level of talent around him because of who he is. These guys believe because of who he is. And I can't remember who said it. Somebody actually said it. Uh, oh, it was uh, it was Chris Sims. Chris Sims said that these guys are walking on the field now and they look at Josh Allen and they're like, we're going to win because of that guy. Like they're all excited to play and they're ready to play. And they know they're going to win because we got that guy on our football team. That's Josh Allen. 100% Josh Allen. And you know what? Um, Daryl's in the comments and he has a, a a comment that I think we're actually ignoring. Cause I'm talking about, you know what? I draft a receiver this year. <laughs> Dawson Knox. Dawson Knox has taken a step forward as, oh, yeah. as a legitimate weapon in this offense. And then OJ Howard, I'm gonna just tell y'all if um if you're not familiar with OJ Howard, he has some issues like where because obviously he's not the superstar that they expected him to be when he was drafted. But if you go and just kind of catch up on what he's been and who he is as a player, and you see the athleticism and see the things that he can mm-hmm. do. I wouldn't be shocked to see maybe the Bills don't really prioritize a wide receiver right now when they do a lot of two tight end sets. And we're seeing things where, you know, O.J. Howard is kind of that other wide receiver as opposed to really being a true tight end. He's a guy out there um, being athletic and making plays. Who knows? And sorry, I know we were. But You're I fine. To, tight, to end is, tight end is another. It actually leads me to another point as we're talking just as kind of bros like tight end is another situation. They could draft tight end high because are mm-hmm. they in a position where they can't keep Dawson Knox next year? or after next year. Um, it's it's interesting to me. I heard on WGR today from Chris Brown uh, on One Bills Live that Levi Wallace did not want to leave. Very upset. Was like devastated that he was leaving Buffalo. So the Bills were very much in a position of, we think we can do better. Harrison well, I, Phillip, I read a report. I read a report about Levi, though. I don't know how true that is. Levi um, said that he got a sign from God because his shorts were black and gold that he should be going. Serious, honest to God, I will send you the report. He said that he prayed to God after his agent oh, called him. It was, and he Sal. Said that, hey. it was Sal. It wasn't Chris Brown. It was Sal. Sal Capaccio said it. So I just that he was devastated. I don't, I don't know which way it goes, but, I, but just to, to follow the train. Harrison Phillips on his own Twitter account, on his own Instagram account. When I realized I wasn't going to be in Buffalo again, we cried. The Bills are in a situation in a position where they've got good players and they realize, I think we can do better. That's a scary place to be. Scary good. That's a scary good place to be. Like, these are good players <laughs> for, good, for teams in the NFL, and we're going to go find better players. It's just... well. 
True, but the thing is, um, I, the thing that that gets me sometimes when we not me and you, but I'm saying like football conversations in general during the season. A lot of Bills Mafia was like down on Levi for the last two years. I was get rid of Levi. He's always okay. Well, I, I can throw you in there early, like, early, get, early. I was until I understood right. until I realized that he was doing what they wanted him to do. Well, right, right. But then there's a portion of the fan base who doesn't quite realize that still. Right, <laughs> it's right. kind of like they just think that Levi sucked and, then, right, for sure. and he didn't. Sure. But um, but now that he's gone, it's like, oh, man, we need him back. You know, like now there's urgency. And now it's like, no, we like, you know, we liked him. We should have kept him. Yep. We got to we got to. And this goes to um, a different point. I don't even know why I'm saying this now, but this goes to just kind of what you were just talking about with like how they like, we started to kind of turn against Stefan Diggs and then like just players in the past man like like now I've been publicly trying to to like get Stefan Gilmore to notice me like dude come back to <laughs> Buffalo bro like come back to but but remember there was a reason why he and his wife didn't and it wasn't just because we weren't on primetime games and I know like right. that was something he probably shouldn't have said publicly but the fact about it is was he lying like we weren't getting prime time games because we weren't I think, good. I think Colt said on Sunday that his wife has already come out and said, "Come out and said, like we're not going to back to Buffalo. That's not happening." Uh, she didn't actually. She said, "No, no, she didn't say that." Um, she she was talking about spaces on Twitter. She said, "I'm not going back to no spaces." But then uh, they somebody said, "What about Buffalo?" And she said, "I don't know. Maybe we'll see." She oh, literally okay. said, "Maybe we'll see." So I've been I've been uh, and not just myself, a bunch of people. We've been trying to recruit Stephon Gilmore to come back to Buffalo, but. But the point that I'm making is we we get to the place where, like, we get down on players in season and we run them out of town, man. Like, I, I, honest to God, I feel like, and um, I know this, that's part of the reason why Cole Beasley is no, like, the reason why he even asked for, um, you know, well, let me go and find a trade partner before they cut him. He didn't want to be here anymore. It wasn't just because of the contract and they could, if if he wanted to be in Buffalo, they offered him a restructure to stay. He didn't want he to. He could have took less. Cut. He didn't want to take a pick well, By the way, can, can anybody, and, and for those of you listening in podcast form, for the thousands of you that are going to listen to this in podcast form, I apologize. But can you read this line without singing the song? No. Baby, come back. <laughs> <laughs> you can let it all on me. <laughs> like, I cannot read that line without singing the song. It's just. Those are the words. <laughs> Matthew says that Spence is a better recruiter than Judah, and I am. That is a fact. That is a fact. We already got, I got the extension today. I told you we we were waiting. Steph waited for Hump Day Hotline for me oh, and yeah, Joe, yeah. <laughs> so we already got that down. Um, I almost got us Cordero Patterson. I was uh, I was close. It was close. He was yeah. He was like I was tweeting about him too, like on the stuff, and he was liking the stuff I was saying too. So I was like, yeah. So we were close. But yeah, Matt Matt Judon. Shout out to Matt Judon. I know he's a Patriots and uh, Patriots player, so we don't like those guys. But he's a good dude. Shout out. I know we hate him because he tripped Josh. I know. Shout out to he's Matt Judon. He's funny. Shout out to Matt Judon because every time he plays the Bills, he looks like he doesn't want to play against Josh Allen. He so does. He does. Keep looking that way. Shout out. I'll be shout happy. out to him. Because <laughs> yeah. every time we play the Patriots, I'm like, man, Matthew Judon's on the other side of the football. And then the Josh Allen plays him. And makes dude, him silly. I was nervous when they signed him. When they signed Judah, oh, yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. yo, I wanted him from Baltimore. I was so yep. like he was he was on my wish list. So when he went there, I was like, man. So yeah, no, I'm happy he looks like that when he plays against Josh. We are at uh full on one hour, ladies and gentlemen. You've been tuned into the Hump Day Hotline on the Buffalo Rumblings Vodcast Network. Jay Spence, would you like to take us home tonight? Uh sure, sure. Uh before we do, let's let's take a couple minutes. I, I feel like we kind of yeah. we threw some comments up, but I feel like we lacked on comments a little bit. So not You're long. Fine. You're fine. Um we're doing this guys just so you know for the rest of the the year, the season, all that. We're going to be doing this at 8 p.m. like tonight. So you know, so you Joe know can have could, a You know what we could possibly do? Well, 8 o'clock works, but it, we, we could probably keep the show going. We could probably give you a month off and me a month off through the summer. Like I would do like four weeks with a guest and then you do four weeks with a guest so that we can kind of get like an opportunity to just in like <sighs> take a break. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Versus because we can figure something out. Yeah. I mean, I'm good now after my my two month thing. I'm but if yeah, we could talk about that. Yeah, yeah. Um so let's let's see if there's any comments real quick. Um I don't know if there's anything in particular that you saw that you have wanted to see or talk about. Dude, there, there aren't a ton of people with us live, but the comment section is blown up. I see Matthew Montgomery's back in the room. He's just saying hi to Richard Rush. What's up, Matthew Montgomery? It's good to see you, bud. Shout out to Mr. Diggs in the room. Not the Mr. Not Steph, but Mr. Diggs is in the room. Says, would Cole 
<laughs> might go <laughs> Steelers with Mitch. Look, here's the th- so a that's a possibility. I could also see Cole going to New England. I could see Cole uh, going to Arizona. Cole is going to go someplace with no income, t- state income tax. That's where Cole's going to go. Possibly, but I, I could I could see him going a couple places. The question though is, I don't know if Mitch is actually going to be the starter in in Pittsburgh. Um, all the reports what? that I'm hearing is that. Every report that I'm hearing is that Pittsburgh is one of the teams who are very, very, very active in looking for a quarterback in the draft. Very, very active. Every report that I hear. So if if Cole goes there, yeah, I mean, he might be catching passes from Mitch, but Mitch might end up being the backup there. I don't know. Can you address Triggs? Know. So Tr- Triggs, and we love Triggs. Triggs has been around for a long mm-hmm. time. I'm telling, I'm telling you, he's basically saying, I'm telling you, Cole Beasley won't be the same without Allen. I'm telling you. The problem is, is Cole Beasley was that guy without Allen. They just wouldn't throw him the football. So, and that's what the way it is in Dallas. Cole Beasley, when he came to Buffalo, we've talked about it, said that when you're in Dallas, 88 gets the football. Whoever's wearing 88 gets the football, and it comes from the top. You throw, throw the football to 88. I'm more with Triggs because <laughs> so, no. I don't I don't think he's going to be that guy. I think I think the best years of Cole that we've well, seen are behind old. him. He's, OK, so I'm not saying nothing. But that's why I said I like him, but I just don't think he's that guy anymore. And without Josh. So if he goes to Pittsburgh, it's not going to you think Mitch is going to have him looking the way he looked the last two years. He ain't going to Pittsburgh. He's not. But I mean, like I would personally, I would like to see him in, in Arizona. I would. I personally don't want to see him in New England. I do not want to see him in New England, but I would like to see him in Arizona with Kyler Murray. I think Kyler Murray, be great. Um, AJ Green didn't quite do it for me last year with with, with Kyler. He he played well. I think he had like eight hundred something yards, a few yeah. touchdowns. But I think Cole Beasley, he just brings a little bit more to Kyler. He got there was a lot of sacks. There's not enough. You know, he held on to the ball too much. I think what you're talking about, Cole Beasley does well in the slot. He gets open really quick. I think he can make some quick throws and and it could really elevate. Kyler Murray's game, and I think Kyler Murray could be back in that MVP conversation if he got a receiver like Cole. Amanda Davy, stop saying Cole is old. He's younger than me. Uh, Amanda, all y'all are younger yeah, than me. Yeah, he's younger than me too, yeah. <laughs> but all of you God. people are younger than me. <laughs> all of you. That does sound that is crazy now. Like he's old. I'm 36. How do your knees feel? It's 36. Wait till you're 42. What you're all pushing 49 like me. So I'll be 49 in three months. Crazy. Let's see. Uh Chris says Mitch wouldn't have signed in Pittsburgh if he didn't have a high probability of starting. And that's that's true. But again, if they draft somebody who beats him, yeah, he had a probability, but he lost. Right. right. Um, so yeah, he has a high probability of playing. What I'm telling you is for sure, for sure. I, I've this is not a and so I, I want to kind of preface this before the rest of the season, too. This is not like a flex thing, but I've been trying to um transition myself from just being a podcaster to actually being in circles and talking to people who either work for teams or are on, you know, like insiders and stuff like yep, that. Yep. I promise you, everyone that I'm talking to, um, the Josina Andersons of the world and and um everybody that I'm talking to is telling me that Pittsburgh is very, very active in in possibly trying to look for a quarterback in this draft so if they're wrong they could be wrong i'm just telling you what i'm hearing crazy let's wrap this puppy up let's put the kids in all right well let's get on out of here y'all know how i do it here from my man joe miller the third i know he has wired on there but the voice the smooth buttery voice joe miller and your boy jay spence the king for the buffalo rumble do we Uh want to do we want to rebrand rebrand the show something around the voice and the king i think hump day is just it fits okay never mind just asking. I mean, it's Wednesday. If we change the, if we change the day of the week, we could do it. But Wednesday, we got to keep it with Hump Day. Yeah, Hump Day Hotline with the Voice and the King. Yeah, I don't think you want. We could do that. Yeah. Hump Day with the Voice and the King. We could. Yeah, Amanda says yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> so yeah, we could rebrand it like that. We'll, we, you know, you can do your graphic thing, and we'll we'll, we'll make it work. We'll talk but, about it later. Anyways, get yeah. us out of here. Get us out of here. <laughs> so from my man Joe Miller, your boy Jay Spencer King. Y'all know how we do it for Buffalo Rumblings Vodcast Network. <laughs> Take care of each other, love each other, and live in peace. And as always, stay positive. Test negative. Go Bills. Go Bills. Mm-hmm.